everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 45 of the Relics of Ore podcast. My name's Ryan, I'll be your host, and I am joined today by one of my fellow beta testers. Uh, how do I pronounce this, Shongaku? Yeah, that's close enough, Shongaku. Shongaku, okay, I'll pronounce that. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you've been, uh, you've written into the podcast quite a few times and stuff, and it's, uh, we started playing the beta together, and I thought, this guy's got some radio presence, we gotta get his ass on the show. So Thank yeah. You. Yeah, so we're here, and we're going to talk about the beta test. Did you do the stress test as well? I did. I got two hours in before I had to go to work, so I ran around like a chicken with my head cut off. That's about how I was. I wanted to make a new character, though, um, but new characters were not able to... They kept getting the 95% problem, as oh, I recall. 95%? Yeah, did you have that? A lot of people... I was watching uh, Reddit, the subreddit for Guild Wars 2 on Reddit. And the people were dealing with this thing called the 95% issue. This was just during the stress test. So, I mean, this is the time to have that problem. Um, but they would make a new character or they might log, or log out in the wrong zone and they couldn't get back in with that character. And the, the motto started to become, we are the 95%. <laughs> oh, I did roll a new character. I rolled a Mesmer and I didn't log out of that, out of her until, uh, like right before I had to go to work and I jumped on my engineer off in I think level 20 land. So I was able to actually go out and do stuff with that so I didn't run into the heavy crowds of trying to re-log back in. Yeah, that's how I was. I wanted to make an elementalist finally because people were badgering me. Well, let's just get into the first topic because it's going to lead right into it, uh, which All was right. professions and races that we played. I played a guardian, a human guardian the whole time. And yeah. um, the the guild was telling me, man, you've got to try something else. This is what a beta is for. It's not to go play that one and wear yourself out. But I freaking loved the Guardian so much. I knew I would. But that was just like, I don't know, man. I was I was so jazzed because so many things coalesced. Um, yeah. For, for one thing, I couldn't be a Silvari or an Asura. And I wanted to be a Silvari probably. But I was like, whatever. I, I've never had a desire to be a Norn. And I'm going to save the Char thing for later. So I went with a human, and I got dinking around with it, and next thing I know, I've got this character on my screen, looked exactly like me, like <laughs> to the T, and I was like, no way. So, and I can corroborate this with friends and family, because the people that know me in person that played with me, like the moment I joined up and got close enough in range and my portrait appeared, they would go, what the hell? That's <laughs> you, dude. So, yeah, um... That's what I did a Guardian the whole time, and in the stress test, I was unable to finally hunker down and play an Elementalist. So I just played Guardian some more. There you go. <laughs> so what did you do the whole yeah. time? Uh, well, my main in Guild Wars was a Necro, so I wanted to avoid that. So I went and rolled an Engineer and uh, played with that, and that was a lot of fun. I did not use turrets hardly at all. I went with an Elixir, ne elixir uh, Engineer, which was apparently the super popular, most powerful build that I just stumbled into. So yeah, I ran fun. around just blowing stuff up with that. Yeah, you were throwing perfumes all over me and stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I smelled rosy. Elixir gun for the win. It was great. Yep. And so I played that, and then in the stress test, I played a Mesmer through five levels, and I think I'm going to try that next beta, because I want to see if I can uh, basically cheat people's way through jumping puzzles with the Mesmer portal skill. Oh, dude. That's a good point. Yeah, I figure you get one person who's really good at jumping puzzles to play a Mesmer, and then they just port the entire guild through in, you know, easy mode. Dude, you should, all the people. you should make a Mesmer named GLaDOS. <laughs> yes, or Chell. <laughs> or Chell, that's right. <coughs> I'll have to, uh, I'll have to, apparently you can reserve names in Guild Wars 1 now, so I'll have to log in and make Chell. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know how that works, if you have Guild Wars, any time between January of this year and release... Uh, you know, the first few days of release. If you make a character with a specific name and log in with him during that time frame, it is reserved for those first few days. No one else can take it. So right now I've got a, a ritualist named Relics of War. They can't have it until like five days after it starts, maybe three or four. It was somewhere yeah. in that range. And then after that, it frees up because they don't want these things to stay locked up. Right. But um, in Guild Wars 2, you can have a character with just one name. Like I had a character named Cole. There's nothing you can do about that. You just got to yeah. be fast. Because Guild Wars requires two names, so. Yeah. Dang, role-playing rules. Oh, wait. Gosh, dang it. I'm going to have to take it out on Stummy over this one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I guess I guess that's it then as far as what you played. Um, now, which things did you not get to try that you really wanted to try? Um, 
I actually was able to do pretty much all the stuff that I was planning on doing in the beta. I was planning on crafting, and I got to do a fair amount of that. I was planning on uh, avoiding personal story, so I did that for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and I didn't do any PvP because I was like, hey, I can go get raffle stomped by people later. See, I did get to do that. I didn't get to do as much of it as I wanted to. I basically got to do world versus world versus world um, in uh, the stress test. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't very long exposure to it at all. But the the funny thing about Guild Wars 2 to me was, and this was maybe it was because beta tends to have more intelligent people or something, but if I put up walls as a guardian, people actually knew how to use them. I'd throw up that wall and they'd actually go and stand behind it. I'm like, do you, you play MMOs? <laughs> because, you know, you're supposed to be dumb. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, they're coming from like, from the brawler background where, you know, you see an area effect, you you actually move. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, the don't stand in the fire thing, but with Guardians, that was the funny thing when we first started, like the first few days, I'd throw down that ring, that consecration the yeah. Guardian could do, and people would get out of it. I'm like, guys, blue, blue, good. Stand <laughs> in blue. But of course, I don't know if that really stands... Because if you're playing against a guardian and he's throwing down his blue stuff, you don't want to get in. How can I don't know. Do? I wasn't seeing any. Uh, there was supposed to be like a blue ring for positive healing effects for you, and I didn't see any blue rings. All I saw was white and red. So I'm not sure if they changed that or. Huh. Because I thought really strange. I thought white damage was white was white rings were supposed to be your effects and damage, and then blue rings were supposed to be healing. But they might have changed that. See, on my screen, everything I did was blue. Like, there's really? no other color coming out of my stuff. <laughs> so They're like, yeah, is... he's playing Guardian. We're just going to make everything blue. He apparently <laughs> likes that color. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's actually the truth. If if left to my own devices, I color everything blue. Like, my personal website, blue. It's Cyan <laughs> Studios, for God's sake. C-Y-A-N. But um, so when I rolled the Guardian, I'm like, dude, it's like everything perfectly tailored to me, but th- now I want to know, like, I'm going to have probably test with Lacey on the next event and yeah. throw down some rings and stuff and see what it does. Yeah. And there's probably people out there who know all about what's going on here, and they're like, you guys are such freaking idiots. Oh. Can't believe this podcast is still going. What in the world? Go wiki it, guys. <laughs> no. I will not. <laughs> uh, so, um, beta. Uh, the things that I didn't get to do were crafting, but th- that yeah. wasn't something I wanted to do. I've, I've never been, like, the uh, crafting and all that type of person. I do it in spare time. Yeah. I do it my spell time. And um, more PvP, wish I could have done that, and wish I could have done another profession. I've learned my lesson, and I will do another one next go-round. There you go. Mick, go go with something that's opposite of your uh, general tendencies. So, you know, roll a really squishy caster. Actually, um, that's all I used to do. And then, like, uh, in WoW, my main character was a priest. So it was always, like, the the squishy healer, I should say. Mm-hmm. But the first time I played Rift, I went and played a cleric, and I went the oh, yeah. Justicar way, and Justicar was so much fun. Oh, so they're went, pretty amazing. Yes, they were. And then I went back to WoW and uh, rolled a Paladin, and ended up kind of actually enjoying that. It was a little too face roll, but, I mean, it was so effective that it's, there's something to like about being effective, whether it's, you know, super yeah. easy or not. Gotta love the uh, armor and heals as opposed to the, hit me, guys, I'm the healer, but I don't <laughs> exactly. actually have any armor. Yeah, where with a Paladin, it's like, come hit me, bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, um, I, yeah, so, pfft. hey, how's it going? Does it like <laughs> lag? Makes me happy. But, uh, yeah, so when I rolled that Guardian, I don't know, like, everything that could have been right was, you know? And it's, yeah, you could say it's because I've been a fanboy and I've been doing the show forever, which is not really the case because I have been pretty, um, pretty, like, almost rude to, because when your expectations are this high and you're yeah. honest about it, then once you decide you're going to be honest about something, you're like, dude, you let me down. But playing Guild Wars 2, there wasn't really anything offhand that I can think of that was like, well, that sucked compared to what I expected. Yeah, the uh, only oh. thing... Oh, go ahead. There's one thing, but go ahead. Yeah, for me, the one thing was... I was kind of surprised that dies were uh, bound on character as opposed to account. And since mm. they're planning on having like 400 of those in-game, you're going to be farming a lot of dies mm-hmm. in order to get the prop. I guess you'll basically pick a die set that you want for your character and go out and buy it, or uh, or hope that you get some nice random. That makes me sad because I'm pretty big on the aesthetics, so I'm gonna be really yeah. sad that I got to do that. But yeah, Lord knows but, I'll do it. Yeah, I think what it does is it adds some level of something that you'll always have more to do because Guild Wars Two is so much about convenience that you know you have the 
there's going to be something out there for you to want to come back for after you've you know played through level 80 and level two or three characters, and that's probably going to take you a while, though. And other MMOs like to meet that demand by giving you daily quests or something that you have to do, and yeah. that's so that you can get something that makes you functionally capable, where Guild Wars 2 will not be doing that. It's like, yeah. you, your stuff works. It's just yeah. if you want to look cooler, you know, come on. Yeah. Get the bling bling. <laughs> So yeah, um, I, I can agree with that. Uh, the story, now, I understand. We only had the storyline up to level 20. It was just a small bit. Yeah. I was not invested at all in my personal no. story. Oh. I didn't give a damn about what was going on. The guy's parents. He, like, he's trying to find them. Yeah. Whatever. Spoiler alert. And I think part of this is, I had just been playing Star Wars The Old Republic. Oh. Uh. Now, this is not going to be a Star Wars is so cool mention. Yeah. Star Wars, though, is an excellent single-player game for an MMO. It is. Leveling up to 50, man, I was like, this is awesome. And then once I hit 50, I am done with this game. Yeah, it's, because it's go PvP at that point. Exactly. And that was actually fairly fun. But, I mean, I'm, I'm playing an MMO. I want to have stuff to do yeah. more than just go in and PvP. So, yeah, coming off of that, it was like, and having played Deus Ex Human Revolution recently, I think I was just, like, highly desensitized. So I get playing this, and it's just the beginning of the personal story. It could get way, way better. But yeah. I don't get the whole, um, and I, there's nothing, this is just something I got to deal with. That's fine. And I know other people are going to be okay with it. But the whole, there's two people standing there, and they're just trading, and there's no, like, motion or anything. And that frees up time for them to go work on the game, rather than cinematics. Okay, I can get yeah. along with that. But just understand that this is something that I don't really care for. Yeah. Feels like I'm watching a high school production, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't find my parents. Aw. So okay. sad. <laughs> Makes me so sad. <laughs> Trying to pull a Stephen yeah. Colbert here. I don't know if you watch him, but when that guy pretends he's crying, I actually do like start to tear up, and I'm like, what's wrong with me? Get it together, <laughs> Colbert! You're, you're a sympathetic crier? I am. I'm very empathetic toward comedians. <laughs> More or less. So, um, uh, altogether, how did you feel that this... I mean, you're a veteran MMO player, right? Yeah. Yeah, so much. Well, so. veteran. I started with, with uh, Guild Wars and then WoW, and da and I've dabbled through a, in a bunch of different ones. So I guess that makes me a veteran nowadays, if, if right. starting with WoW makes you a veteran. Or at least a promiscuous one. Yeah, I okay. At the very least. <laughs> That's about where I am. Um, before Guild Wars, the only one I played was this one called Fantasy Star Online, Blueburst. Oh, uh, you know, I have a friend who played that. And yeah, that was a grind. He, yeah, that's it, that's sort of your classic grind fest. Apparently it was brutal. It was so brutal. And I got to level 178, and the max level was 200. And I'm oh. telling you, when you when level 175, I think, is halfway through the full leveling process, getting to the next three levels was an accomplishment in and of itself. Oh. But the problem was, I got this cool thing called a cure freeze, so you can't uh, get frozen anymore, which can kill you if you get frozen in that game. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I just accidentally sold it. Can't buy it back or anything, so guess what I did? I don't know. You went ground it? You hacked? No, I hacked. <laughs> and I got banned within the next week. I was like, whatever. I've been wasting my life on this stupid game. <laughs> and then I bought Guild Wars and wasted my life in that game. So, yeah, um, how did you feel Guild Wars 2 stacks up against the other MMOs now? Like, there's a lot of talk about this. Yeah, uh, I liked it. I thought it played played very nicely, uh, if you like circle strafing. That was kind of a critical thing that you need to be able to do to survive, it mm -hmm. seemed. Uh, I just I played Terra for a bit recently, and I liked in Guild Wars that you can cast while moving, because in Terra you just feel so locked in. Uh, and... I thought it felt really nice for an action uh, MMO. Maybe not uh, quite as target-based as, like, Terra or or DC Universe Online, but it definitely has you thinking about positioning a lot more. And I also like the fact with the skill shots and the uh, ground-targeted skills, I, I really liked messing with those and being able to put something right where you want it, mm -hmm. which was nice. The positioning thing is kind of what sold me. No, what sold me was when I was standing on the side of a mountain, and my feet were actually adjusted to stand on the terrain. I was yes. like, what is this sorcery? <laughs> oh, I can't believe how much that little thing was just, like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But the the positioning was this, it was a new thing to me. I knew that was how it was going to be, but when you actually get in there and you're feeling that, it's so much different because it, it's it hard, to, even though you know it, 
you get in that MMO groove and you're like, I'm standing here, do this, stand here, do this. Oh, wait, no, I need to be dodging. I need to be freaking moving. Once you start that, you're like, oh, nothing yeah. can touch me. One of the first things I did to get into that mentality was at level two, I went and fought a bunch of level fives. And when I got tired of that, I went and fought a level seven mm-hmm. uh, just so that I could get a feel for, okay, these things can kill me in like two hits. So I should probably start moving. And that was mm-hmm. that was basically a crash course in dodging. But it works. It works. You, that one time you were hunting for me and I was way up on top of that like side of this cliff thing. You're like, I can see your blue stuff, but I can't get to you. And I'm like, oh, it's yeah. okay. I'm just being attacked by like five different ogres, but I'll be all right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And yeah, you can survive a, anything that's not like not a champion or a veteran. You can survive pretty well until they start mixing in ranged attacks. Then when it's ranged enemies, then it gets a little bit more exciting. But you still have a chance. Like in other MMOs, this drove me crazy. You're trying to get away from something you accidentally aggroed, right? Yeah. And it comes up behind you for just a second, and you see that he's going to do his attack skill, but you'd use a speed boost or something. So you yeah. get, like, yards ahead of the thing. doesn't matter. He still lands the punch. Wow. Uh, so yeah. that thing was Stretch Armstrong, too? I didn't know that. <laughs> well, this game, if that if it goes to do it and you're not there, it didn't. It doesn't land. Right. Thank, thank God for that stuff. So the, It is nice. Knowing that you can actually, like, jilt side to side, dodge, even, like, moving side to side, though. Yeah. Kind of like a rabbit trying to get away from a dog. I was impressed when I was traveling across uh, land in most MMOs. If you're traveling and you pull something, it's going to get up and do a few hits on you. But in this, it seems like since there's no mounts in the game, most of the uh, mi- most of the mobs around there are built around you being able to run away from them on foot. Mm-hmm. And so you can generally outdistance most things. I yeah, was finding. I, I can't think of one time where I really couldn't. Like if I really set, if I said in my head, "I'm going to get away," I did. Yeah. And that, part of that's because I was a guardian, so I had a lot of armor and vitality and stuff. Right. And you know, I could put down stuff that would create a barrier. But nonetheless, I mean, the fact that you could get away and you weren't too stressed about it. Yeah. And uh, when you're doing it, I don't know if you guys have seen Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell. I, I hate Will Ferrell, but one scene comes to mind: the serpentine pattern, serpentine. <laughs> And and that works because bullets go in a straight line. <laughs> exactly. Now, if you don't serp, if you don't like jilt to the side enough, the arrows actually kind of have a little bit of an arc to them. Yeah. It, it'll actually calculate a little bit of that, but it yeah. it won't overdo it to the point of like unbelievability. Yeah, it's it's somewhat like original Guild Wars when you're trying to dodge ranged when all of your party members are dead and you're trying to escape, mm-hmm. and uh, if you move in one direction and they fire and then you either stop because they're expecting you to keep moving or you move in the other direction, it'll miss. And you yeah. can do that because they're basically they're calculating for where you will where you will be when the actual arrow hits, which is an interesting thing. Of course, bullets are just straight lines, so that's when you serpentine. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's true. I didn't think of the the bullet side of thing. I don't think I fought much that actually used bullets, though. Yeah, the uh, there were a bunch of bandits in the north part of Kessex Hills right as you come in, and they were using bullets on me, and okay. it got a little bit hairy for a bit because I was a little bit under level. Oh yeah, I was in there with you, and that event happened. Yeah, yeah. And we just, were getting our butts handed to us. Yes, I stir- I strafed around trees. Mm-hmm. Much of that. His bullets don't go through trees, apparently, which is a good thing. There was much pillar humping to be done. <laughs> so, um, yeah, in the actual comparison of Guild Wars Two to the other MMOs, the man, my experience with MMOs is pretty high. I've got um, obviously Guild Wars, WoW, Rift. DC Universe Online, Champions Online, um, Star Wars The Old Republic, Eve, but Eve doesn't really count in this. Um, I don't know why I brought that up. Really? You know, Eve is pretty much a giant spreadsheet. (laughs) That's all it is. It's it's Excel. Autosome, (laughs) autosome. So, um, my impression of it is, you know, people always want to talk about WoW killers, and I'm not here to talk about that because, I mean, WoW's kind of taken it to itself, um, the whole panda thing and all that. I mean, I know that's the thing that people are harping on. Yeah, everyone's going, though, have fun with your pandas. Well, in a way, that's kind of true. Since people are saying that so much, that shows that it was kind of a mistake. Yeah. As far as a business decision goes. People... Well, I don't know, because of because going with the Pokemon for the pet battles and stuff, I think that that may actually work out in their favor over time. I think they're going for a younger audience. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. But I... If you're going for a younger audience, having a free-to-play model is probably the more effective one. Except they've still got like 10 million subs. That's a lot of money coming in every month. That's very true. It's very true. 
So, yeah, as far as its comparison to WoW, I yeah. mean, I don't have much to say because I played WoW for a really long time. And they're, yeah. they're, I don't know, they're hard for me to even compare anymore. They're very, they, they play very differently with the limited skill set that you have in Guild Wars and the weapon swapping. It, it doesn't really, it does have sort of a WoWish feel if that, if you've played Guild Wars compared to WoW, it's like a, it's got some elements of that, mm-hmm. but I don't think it necessarily, if you've played a lot of MMOs, would say that it compares directly to WoW as far yeah, as play type. I do agree, but I mean, Guild Wars was more considered a co-op RPG, I think I heard once, yeah. than an MMO itself. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to be more like WoW in that way. But, um, you know, it doesn't have the, the Trinity, which right. we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the, it's obviously not a pay subscription model, and it's not as grindy. They just, everything is so different. The positioning, yeah. uh, emphasis on positioning. Yeah. So when these people are talking about whether it's a WoW killer or not, it may be something that imposes upon the business model that Blizzard has going on because now it's competition in a way. Yeah. But it's it's like the next the next option in the MMO universe. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's the future of it, but it's the next option. Like you had that, now you can do this as well. Now there are going to be different games that diverge in those directions. Yeah, I think there was a PC gamer article about it where after playing Guild Wars 2, they said it doesn't feel necessarily like the like a revolution from WoW, as it's more like a parallel evolution from the EverQuest and UO days, where yes. it's an alternate route that you can take to attempt to create a open-world game that feels alive in that. So it's a new flavor. It's a new flavor, and I think that's good, especially with the dynamic events. I really like those. And then, so obviously the first comparison was to WoW, because that's going to be the competition. Right. Having played Star Wars, having played um, Rift and all that, these games, you know, they're good. But these guys, they didn't have their head, they didn't get their head in the game because when it came to Endgame, they got their butts handed to them every time. They wanted to yeah. get people in and enjoying the leveling process. Do you guys know MMO players at all? These guys are min-maxers. They will hit yeah. max level fast. In yeah. Star Wars, I hit max level in three weeks. Yeah. Which is pretty good, considering I have a full-time job and a kid and all that. I mean, I kicked a lot of ass at that. Yeah. So it's like, guys, you need to be ready for this endgame stuff. Now, um, I understand that Star Wars is now working on a lot of stuff as far as that goes, so this is not a rip on them at all. Yeah. They might actually come through and do something for themselves. I'm not a hater of Star uh, I'm a hater of the Star Wars IP. I hate the whole I you know Aw, I love Star I, so, Wars. I know, I lose a lot of geek cred every time <laughs> I say this. But I will say the game was cool, and a lot of people have told me that means that you would like the books and you hate the movies. Okay, that's fair. I've never read the book, so I don't know. But so, yeah, the game sucked me in. I loved that storyline. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, and I enjoyed that. That was one thing, is it was kind of like playing through one of the books. Which uh, stories did you do? I did the Sith Inquisitor. Ah, I went Jedi Consular, which is apparently one of the least favorite storylines, but I absolutely loved it. The Jedi Consular was like the good version of what I played then, right? Kind of, yeah, uh, as far as class mechanics go, yeah. Double lightsaber yes. and all that? Uh, I went uh, Sage, so I healed people. Oh, that's so what I my wife did. One lightsaber. I've so never you're the good guy on the bad lightsaber guy. thing. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a grudge um, match later. Yeah, exactly. And then how Rift and Guild Wars 2 compare. Rift was fun in its soul system, or role, some people call it, where you yeah. could have like multiple specs with multiple different trees to put in that spec and all that. That was cool. That was slick chickens. It was. But that was about the only thing I liked about it, really. I mean, other than that, it was just it was an MMO. Yeah, I I was kind of bummed when I went into the faction cities in Rift, and they were just so small. And that's, I mean, that's a difference for Guild Wars. These people know how to make faction cities in Guild oh, Wars. God, it actually feels region. like a city, which is huge. And you I've noticed seen, the. I don't, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> but um, yeah, on Reddit, they were going ballistic over Divinity's Reach. They were so impressed. Yeah, yeah, the, and all the cities just have incredible detail. It's it's really amazing. And it's it's very fun to explore them. I'm look yeah I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a nice change from because there are no true quest hubs necessarily in Guild Wars. Initially, you start with the hearts and everything in the first area, and that's like quest hubs. But once you get into Kessex Hills and the outer areas, quest hubs uh, become less of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see the city stop being a quest hub or a this is where all your services are, so go do these things and have more of a actual city flavor, which I, which I enjoyed. Yeah, I agree with that. So, all things considered, with Guild Wars 2 compared to other MMOs, what I've decided is that it is 
finally establishing that other flavor. Yeah. Giving people that other thing they can do MMOs, which is the best thing you can hope for in making yeah. a competitor to such a, you know, behemoth like WoW. Right. They did it. Nobody, everyone else has tried. Actually, Rift just said, no, let's just try and remake it, but better. Yeah. And, you know, they were onto it with a few things. And I, kudos to Tryon. Their customer support, their feedback, their, you know, community oh, yeah. management, top notch. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, and the amount of content that they put out is ridiculously insane. Yeah. But as far as, like, game developers, like, basically, ArenaNets has a one-up on the artists, writers, and programmers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, all things considered, the only thing I worry about now for Guild Wars 2, not finally, you know, just nailing it and saying we are here and we're here to stay, is I'm worried about the how the account security is going to work out. Mm. NCSoft has a bad rap so far. Yeah. And I've mentioned this on the show before. I didn't see anything yet that gives me any sort of, like, confidence in that regard. So here's hoping. I think... I read something where their security, uh, the company that they're basically going to have do security, I think it's the same one that does WoW security, and specifically, uh, not Battle.net. Oh. No, it's the one that does their security keys. Oh, okay. And so there's a, most people think that there's going to be some sort of security key with Guild Wars oh, 2 yes. that you can purchase, which makes uh, sense. I'm They'll, all about the authenticator codes, man. They may even, in, I wouldn't be surprised if they integrated into the extended experience. Mm-hmm. So the Android app that they're working on, Android iOS. Get those on your smartphones if you can. Don't buy the little dongles. Oh. I've had a dongle, and those things, once the battery goes out, you're in for a beating. Yeah, and it's yeah. nice, It's and it's usually free on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have one for Sodor, Rift, yeah. and WoW on mine, yeah. and they were all free. So I'm yeah. sure this one probably will be too. So you don't have to drop the 10 bucks, which is Sweet. nice. That's very good yeah. news. I hadn't heard that, so... Yeah. Now, that was a while ago. That could have changed. I think that was last year sometime. They're planning to do a lot with, like, um, APIs for, you know, making things transferable between the web and in the yeah. game. So I, I would imagine that this would be just a small step. Yeah. God, that relieves me so much. Yeah. It would make sense. I mean, almost all almost all the games have some sort of authenticator now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as far as what you've seen from the populace, like, we've been the hardcores. We were the hipsters. We were... We liked Guild Wars 2 before it was cool. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> now that everybody's getting into it, like, what's your impression? What do you think? What are you surprised by? Uh, I was, I don't go on the forums too much on Guru anymore. I pretty much just get most of my news from Guild Wars Insider and the various other websites out there, uh, Guild Mag <laughs> and company. So mm-hmm. I haven't seen too much of how the community's been evolving over the, uh, over the past few months, I've still sort of maintained the same group of bloggers and everything. Hunters, Insight, Kill 10 Rats, those guys. So I, I've seen that pretty much stay the same. Uh, I have seen a few explosions on Guru, which is always entertaining. But I was amazed reading the beta forums how sane everyone was. And that, no kidding. I was, I was reading a, the, uh, the post that I went with, that I followed was the, the die post. People, complaining about the uh, character-bound as opposed to account-bound die system. And it was rational. The people were coming up with good points. They were making recommendations. I think Ravius from Kill 10 Rats got in there and made a recommendation as well, and there was all sorts of very sane, rational discussion. And I was impressed. I've seen a lot of videos and just comments on that, like in the all-chat in Guild Wars 2. Now, part of that is because all-chat right now is just a specific radius. It's not zone-based. Yeah. So anybody that really wants attention real bad, this it, is not going to be the game for you because you can't just go in all chat and say something completely for shock value yeah. and see if people get up in arms about it. They took out the megaphone, so you can't you can't ping the whole server with your crazy message about your mother and your dogs or whatever. Chuck Norris or whatever. <laughs> Chuck Norris. I wouldn't mind some Chuck Norris jokes. That's true, man. Especially with expendable. If someone minutes. wants to spend seventy five cents a dollar to spam a Chuck Norris joke, go for it. That's true. You can have a microtransaction for Chuck Norris Megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, as far as all chat, it was like that. Now I went to the subreddit again, and Reddit, you know, has a tendency. It depends on where you go. Yeah. Um, but the Guild Wars 2 subreddit is so stinking rational. Like, the fanboys are there. Yeah. The arguing is happening, but it's all still just, like, civil. I'm like, what is it about this game that seems to draw civil people? And I know that it's not that the people themselves... There are a lot of people coming from WoW. Yeah. And the WoW community freaking sucked. So you see all these people now interacting here. It's like, what is it about this now being about Guild Wars 2 that suddenly you're just going to be cool about it? 
will it change after release and all of a sudden everybody's, you know, immature again or what? Yeah. I think it depends on which uh, communities you're looking at, too. I know that Guru has a tendency to sometimes have some pretty crazy people on mm. it. So you'll, you'll find that. Um, and I know I've read Rock, Paper, Shotgun is a uh, British gaming site. And they have some pretty crazy Guild Wars 2 fanboys that are just insane. It, they <laughs> mention an MMO, and the, the person posts like a three-page analysis of why it won't be as good as Guild Wars 2. And then someone will counter with a why Guild Wars 2 sucks. It's like three paragraphs long. And you're like, oh, oh, these are where all the crazy people are. They're just not on the, uh, the really big sites. If, if anybody from like those arguments or in that community is listening, what you need to do is start saying, um, since you're British, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to argue unless you paid. <laughs> Did you pay for the full five minutes or the full half hour? <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. Oh, it's Monty Python. I'd like to buy an argument, please. <laughs> Very good. Look it up. Look it up. All I'm right. not going to sit here and we'll paraphrase it for you. <laughs> if it's Monty Python, just look it up. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's probably YouTube. Watch. Okay. Yes. I, I will YouTube that. I mean, I will go and find that in a legitimate place that is not pirated or copy. Oh, this stuff is like from the 70s and 60s. Oh, it's common use now or something. Yeah. It's like Maybe. public domain. Yeah. Not legally, but nobody <laughs> gives a damn. So, yeah. Um, right. Well, Coming off of that now. Um, I'm sorry for the tangents, people. We're, I'm actually trying to take this show and make it more pointed and to the. But one of the things people really liked about us was the fact that when we went on tangents, it was entertaining That's for goal. some. You know, we got to keep you guys entertained. So we'll give you a balance. Don't compromise. How's that for you? <laughs> so yeah, uh, the thing I've noticed about this is there are people who take Total Biscuit for example. He was one of the first people to do this to me. He's well known yeah. in the whole, you know, everywhere. People yeah. know who this guy is. Well, he started getting in on the beta, and it's like one of the first, it's, uh, it was like one of his focuses. Yeah. It was cool to see that. Now that a lot of people are doing that, now that the NDA is lifted and the stuff yeah. is just out there, it's like wildfire, you're seeing just video after video. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to start recording again was it's like there will be less focus on what we say and what we do yeah. because it's just one drop in the pool now. Right, that's true. There's uh, I, You've got Yogg's cast doing stuff on it. You've got Total Biscuit preaching the... Uh, Preaching the good news of Guild Wars 2 across the internet. <laughs> the gospel. <laughs> the gospel of good new of Guild Wars 2. Uh, and you've got, yeah, yeah, I mean, you look at Guild Wars Insider and their video roundups, they're getting longer and longer and more and more people are posting. Mm -hmm. And even Guildcast uh, got taken over by Gary Gannon. That's right. Not, not taken over, but Sean is kind of uh, delegating yeah. to him now. And... Um, yeah, that's all video. And I even yeah. sent them a message saying, you know, if you ever want to see my pretty face. <laughs> Actually, we might do, we might do some video episodes here in the future on this show as well because it's, the technology is making it pretty easy. I'm just amazed to do that at how, uh, at the quality that you see with Game Breaker TV. It's, Dude. it's incredible. It's high def. Like, I hope Gary doesn't get pimples very often. <laughs> we'll see him. Oh, he's got makeup beforehand, probably. He's good. I need, I need a makeup artist, makeup person. Yeah, you just take some white powder, stuff it on your cheeks, and you're good. Can you make my nose look a little smaller? <laughs> so, okay, um, yeah. So definitely, definitely, I'm not. I can't say that I'm surprised. It just it felt like I was that guy talking about Guild Wars two, you know, yeah. for two years. Now all of a sudden, everybody's talking about it. And you'd think, like, I think a lot of people do get a little bit resentful, and they're like, but, but, but "I was here for me. This is why I was doing it, so that more yeah. people would be doing this. So yeah. this is like, yes." Yeah, it's nice. There are quite a few, quite a few bloggers to follow, which is which is cool. And I, I want to turn our website into a like heavy blog, in depth analysis type thing too, which means I'll have to start blogging again. So if we have fewer episodes of the podcast, know that the intent is that we're actually going to try and make stuff that's searchable in Google and things that are actually useful. You know, say you're at work and you're reading and not doing your job. <laughs> Nobody does that. Alt tab, alt tab for the win. Exactly. Now my boss is probably going to listen to this episode. Really, Ryan? What are, what are you doing? <laughs> Starts checking your internet history. <laughs> this boss is so, like, free, like, uh, laid back. He'd probably just listen to the episode and be like, I'm going to do that, too. What did he write? Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yes, Guild Wars 2 getting getting much recognition, and I am glad yeah, for it. it's nice. Um, how do you expect... Wait, did I really pose the same question twice in our outline? I don't know. I, I think I did. Huh. Let's skip it. Um, cash shops. What did you think of the cash shop? Uh, I actually like the cash shop, aside from the uh, die system, which, you know, I'm becoming a broken record on that one. Right. Uh, 
I thought that it was pretty reasonable. Mystic chests will be interesting to see how when more and more people interact with them, because they hate those sorts of things in uh, Star Trek Online. The community hates them, but they spend just ridiculous amounts of money on the keys. So I right. figure that's going to be one of the big cash cows for the uh, for the ArenaNet cash shop. So and since ArenaNet doesn't want to do buy to uh, buy to win like you see on some level in Star Trek Online, you'll probably what you'll see is some cool minis or something like that in the in special editions of Mystic Chests. And probably, you know, the, the rewards you get for the Hollow Monuments, I bet similar stuff to those types of items will also be available. Yeah, it may be like, maybe like a poisonous Orion chicken mini pet. Yes. It. So it's it's got a cloud of poison as opposed to, I don't know, shadow or whatever the Orion chicken currently has. Those sly bastards, I just realized what they're doing. Yeah, see? They're reskinning, they're- adding some particle effects. Well, well, no, that would be a Blizzard uh, <laughs> approach. But what they're doing is they're making it so those of us working on the Hall of Monuments, we get those rewards, and we're like, hey, I want more stuff like this. Where can I get that? Oh, Cash Shop, you no. sons of bitches. <laughs> it's actually a free preview. Exactly. It's like the Banker Golem that they stuck into the digital ed- digital deluxe and collector's edition. The gateway drug that you spend hours and hours on right now. Yep, yep. First one's free. And, by the way, for anyone that has Guild Wars and hasn't gotten their Hall of Monuments statues and stuff, I am actually playing a lot because I'm helping my sister-in-law, um, one of her friends, and one of my work buddies achieve, like, all kinds of stuff in Hall of Monuments. Nice. And, like, my sister-in-law's account three weeks ago had nothing, like, pretty much jack all. Oh, wow. And now she's at 16, 17 on nice. the Hall of Monuments calculator. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun getting that there, but I, the whole time I'm just like on my account going, there's nothing I can do for myself. Because <laughs> I'm at 32. No, I'm at 33 now. I don't know where I got the third one. Like, I was helping her, Yeah. and I went from 32 to 33. I'm like, what the hell was there to do? <laughs> Probably Whatever. completed, like, uh, Sorrow's Furnace or an elite area that you hadn't applied to your Hall of Monuments yet. I bet what I did was, I like, I was drinking booze the whole time because oh. uh, the Canton Festival was going on. That's yeah. what it was. There you I go. I probably just got sauced, and they were like, here you go. Yeah. You're a drunkard now? Yeah, I was fortunate. I I was at, I think, thir- uh, 28 or 29 when they released the monuments, the calculator. So I just mm-hmm. went and bought a whole bunch of mini pets. I was like, done. Got all nice. the items. Good to go. Yeah, so, yeah, on that point, if you're out there and you're looking for something to do, Guild Wars, that's that's the uh, yeah. that's the way to go because we're there. We're hanging out a little bit. Um, we also have a Relics of War Mumble set up. My wife and I bought one. So if you like Mumble. No latency, very nice and clean. And that information is in Guild Wars if you're in the Guild, in the Guild announcement. Otherwise, it's not on the forums, but you can send me a message or an email or whatever the hell. gmail.com. Did the promise to put the Holy Trinity behind us appear to come true? And the reason I ask this is because on Reddit, it's a hot topic. I didn't, you uh, you know, I didn't do any of the really hard content necessarily. So it's hard to, hard to say. I think... I think what I what I saw is that the Trinity, as it stands in World of Warcraft, Rift, uh, Terra, Swotor, all those games that require one person to have all the attention of the boss, I think that's gone. Uh, I still think that there will be optimal builds, being as certain classes definitely emphasize things more. For example, I think when you were playing your Guardian, you could take a lot more damage than my Engineer could, and yeah. so I was having to use. I was having to stay out of the way, use as much uh, cover, uh, terrain cover, as I could to avoid AOEs and that sort of thing. Whereas you could not necessarily wade into the middle of a boss hit. Oh no, I stuck my nose right between G and F, and I just tilted my head side to side. <laughs> That's how you play a guardian. Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that you bash the uh, F keys every once in a while with your forehead, and you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. So you don't miss out on the loot. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you know, trigger your uh, trigger your virtues with the F keys with your forehead. You know, I'm actually really bad about that because a lot of the time I was solo, so I wasn't hitting those. Oh yeah. The party, it's like, oh, I should be doing this. Yeah. Well, you can use those solo. When I played a uh, guardian, I was yeah. Uh, I would if I wanted a block right away, I would just hit the F key, and it guarantees that you've got the block as opposed to a random chance. That's true. I guess it got to the point where I was dodging so much and stuff that I wasn't thinking the block. Oh anymore. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Now, now I'm gonna have to reevaluate the way I was playing the Guardian because I don't know. Dude. I only got to level six, so uh, I'm not ah. sure if I can really say, "Yeah, I was an amazing Guardian," because I was getting <laughs> down by level six mobs as a Guardian. So, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna claim proficiency in that class. 
One of the most comprehensive posts I saw on Reddit about what was happening with the uh, the Trinity, and I'll I'll try and get a link to this in the show notes. The guy more or less pointed out a few things. One was that um, the way you're going to be min-maxing a team or min-maxing your characters in Guild Wars 2 is going to be team-based. You can't do it with one character. Yeah. It has got to be like the synergies, the combos, m- mostly because, first of all, when you're attributing your points, the first few that you put down are the most valuable. Yeah. So it, in a tree, for example, the first one you put down is giving you the most bang for your buck. So if you do that in more than one area, you're getting the most bang for your buck in two areas, where if you keep going straight down the line, it's diminishing... And so it's actually, in a lot of ways, less valuable to do that. Yeah. Not to mention the way your bar works, it's really hard to specialize with that as well. You've got the heal skill, and you've got the uh, weapons, which a lot of times the weapons themselves force you to take on two roles. Yeah. So is it basically what it's saying is you're going to have to get together as a team and talk about what you've got, unless it's face roll, and just get in the team and just play your best and kick right. some ass. Yeah. But if you're doing really hard content, you're going to actually focus on the team itself and because of that, as people get theorycrafting with that, it's a good estimation that what's really going to happen is they're going to have people focus on two roles per person. Maybe three sometimes, but you're oftentimes yeah. going to see people doing two roles. Like a guardian like myself is going to be focused on his vitality, which bolsters his t- his uh, his HP yeah. and his healing capability. That one stat does that. So yeah. in one stat, I'm already being told, hey, you got a tank and you have to heal and support. Yeah. So that's cool. And then <clears throat> I might actually throw some points in my damage as well because you can't play this game without doing a little bit of damage yourself. Right. Yeah. So it, I don't know. I thought that was really a really cool breakdown was, you know, they, they said there are three roles, but it's support, control, and damage, not yeah. tanking, healing, DPS. And then the so, way damage works is going to be uh, because you, I, I think you could almost say four roles, though, because you've got damage, but then you also have debuffing. Yeah, and true. there was that one fight where we fought a, uh, we were fighting that destroyer in mm-hmm. Essex Hills, and just kept getting destroyed by him. App name, and uh, we switched up. Got that one person was doing huge stacks of vulnerability, so we could actually deal damage to him. I still think we got face rolled, but I think that debuffing will also become a fairly significant role, especially in the hard mode dungeons. Mm-hmm. So you may actually see four roles evolve beyond just the the I mean support I guess could handle debuffing and buffing but you know you'll have the two offshoots and I bet what'll happen since like even making a pure damage roll is going to be hard yeah so I think what we're going to see is every damager has a little bit of debuff going on so as they're yeah. doing that like this guy'll say I put up this debuff go and the next person does it and so on and I mean this is like in those situations where you have to be primo with everything you do yeah it does probably you can see more of that in PvP I think than PvE. Yeah, yeah. The so, high level competitive PvP is where you'll see a lot of the meta builds and probably the people that are running dungeons a lot. Yes, and I will be one of those people. Yeah, I like dungeons. So I think what they did ultimately with the Trinity is they actually replaced the old Trinity with a new one, which sounds kind of like well that's cheap, but no, because the way that Trinity works is different. Yeah, the roles are divvied up. Like, everybody plays a little bit of both, and they have to both work together to make those happen. Yeah. Well, in and... a party of five. And with the way their current Trinity works, you have the issue of, uh... You still have to move. You still have to keep track of what's going on around you. You're not going to sit down there during, like, a tank and spank fight and just, you know, spam your, your rotation. You're going to... Yeah. You're going to have to be moving. You're going to have to... And I noticed this, especially later on. You could have a rotation for one type of enemy, but then another type of enemy, you might want to use a different opener uh, and a different uh, and different skills in different orders in order to build stacks on them differently of various well, like that, that I think it was a Corsair boss that we were trying to fight. Yeah. Remember him? My strategy with him was, um, run away! Yeah, that's that was that was my strategy as well. There were, there were yep. pillars, and I just sort of circled the pillars, I believe. That was in the uh, ruins, right? Yeah. In Essex Hills? Yes. I stuck a lot of bubbles in the ground and ran around a pillar, and he's just standing there. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is going to go away soon. I better get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I kept him between the pillar whenever my heal skill was <laughs> cooled down, and I was low on health. There were a few times where I just circled the pillar with him, just yeah. just staying just out of range. I wasn't doing any damage, but I was waiting for that heal skill to, to tick down so I could actually have some health so I could engage again. God, man, I can't say how many times. Because even a guardian himself, they have good healing, but there's that one skill that heals you. Yeah. I'd be like watching that thing. Come on! Yeah. Come back! <laughs> I should have gone with the other one. 
Yeah. Praying that you don't get into downstate because the boss is still at half health. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, in, in the downstate, I can't tell you how many times I was just, like, on the edge of my seat because that thing's almost dead, and if it dies, I'm good, and then I die. Yeah. Balls! Oh, man, I was I was not a fan of the uh, engineer downstate because, for the most part, you want to avoid taking damage in the downstate, if at all possible, so you can either use the heal or so that you don't go down faster, mm-hmm. get defeated faster. The engineer has the skill is, first they throw rocks, like, apparently everyone gets to throw a rock, uh... Their second skill is a scorpion wire that pulls the enemies on top of you. Whoa. Yeah, so you don't really want to use that too much unless the guy's almost dead because your third skill is an explosion, an AoE uh, fairly significant damage that you can use to kill the guy and so you can hope to rally. But if they're at half health, the explosion's not going to kill them. Yeah, and if and you're so, in PvP, he's so going to finish you. So you've got these two completely useless skills. So you've got mesmers that are teleporting all over the place, elementalists going in the mist form, because everyone else is trying to escape. The rogues go, the thieves go invisible. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is trying to escape, and my character's like, come closer, this is cool! Yeah, the guardian is, he sets down this thing around him that helps the people that are still up, or trying to res him. Yeah. Which sucks too, because if you're solo playing, it's like, here, I'll put this down, because that's freaking helpful. <laughs> it's the only thing that's off cooldown, so I'm just going to do it, I guess. Yeah. So I know how you feel. Guardian had a little bit of that happening. So, um, last but not least, because this is the big question. Now that you've played Guild Wars 2, and you know what it feels like, and you know that all other games suck by comparison, what are you doing? Uh, I've been playing... I played Terra for a bit and really enjoyed that. Uh, The game opens up a lot the further you get, so you have to grind through... Well, not grind. The first 20 levels go by pretty quickly. But I actually enjoyed that, even after playing Guild Wars 2, because the... The movement and the action combat is very different than Guild Wars 2. Being as, is, go ahead. Is that pay to play? It is, and that's what. Okay. So, and I just picked up Diablo 3, and I was like, well, I can do an action game and pay monthly for it, or I can, or I can just have an action game. So I went with the, so I canned the Terra in favor of Diablo. Now, are you able to play Diablo right now? Yeah, it's yeah. it's up. You know, okay. when 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 Blizzard doesn't decide to, oh, we're gonna go down, guys. It's cool. You'll we'll be back in a few hours. You know, go go outside, do something, live your lives. I think that's what Blizzard is doing. It's the it's their version of the Guild Wars two. You've been playing for X hours. Go take a break because you're obsessive. It's it's their it's, version. Oh god. <laughs> See, I've been hearing from a lot of people that Diablo three is fun. Yeah. But a lot of people that I know that have it finally just set it aside and said, I'm going to wait for this stuff to get sorted. I'm going to go play something else. Yeah. Because they're getting that pissed off about it. I'm like, oh, I haven't sorry. had as many bugs as, as some people. Uh, but I have had it drop a few times. Mm-hmm. When, when Blizzard decides to DC you, it's usually not you. But. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've found that I can still enjoy MMOs, other MMOs, but, uh, Guild Wars 2 definitely is when I'm playing them, there'll be things that pop up. I'm like, hmm, Guild Wars 2 would do that differently. Exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard standard to measure up to now. Yeah. See, if it's an MMO that I have a max level character in, I might consider playing it. But if yeah. it's one that I don't, I'm not interested. Yeah. And, I'm not going to go bother leveling when I'm going to be playing another MMO in a couple months or whatever. Right. And if you have friends in that MMO, I think that's that's one thing that Guild Wars 2 actually reminded me of is because at Guild Wars 2 right before I got started playing with uh with, with you guys from Relics of War with you and Anexi and and company mm-hmm. I was actually starting to get pretty bored. I was like, well, I could go kill these things because the first area is just all these heart you go and you do the hearts in the first area and mm-hmm. the dynamic events do not pop anywhere near as often as they do in the level 15 to 20 zone. So that was that was one thing. I was getting a little bit bored, and then you were off halfway across the map, four levels above me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go over there. That looks dangerous. That'll be fun." Yeah, he did a good job too, being that much lower. Well, you know, jump shot for the win. That's that's what you do. You're like, I can see you now. I see, I see people. You kind of sounded like somebody who hasn't <laughs> seen like land has been out to, in the ocean forever. I see people. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, I, you know, you're playing with all of these people, but you're not interacting too much unless there's unless it's one or two people that you run into as you're just wandering and it's a mob of 30 people it actually becomes mm-hmm. more lonely on some level if you don't know anyone in that group because no one's talking to each other because how do you manage how do you talk to 30 people and actually have a non-chaotic discussion right 
there's so much going on anyway. There's right. no time to talk. Yeah, usually there's a boss there, and they're killing half everyone, and there's explosions and particle effects everywhere, and, and you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. It's hard to type when you're just mashing strafe and, and yeah. Both hands are really, really busy playing they, this they game. They are, indeed. I, w I was glad to have my Merc keyboard that put everything relatively close, and then I rebound the F keys, the F1 through F4, because... Mm -hmm. I need to do that. Yeah, you my hands... Yeah. My hands are too small, I can't reach them. Yeah, no, I, I bound the first two to my mouse, and the second two to, I think, left, alt, and shift, which is right under my pinky finger on my Merc board, and that worked out pretty well, because you use all of them as an engineer, because those, uh, the F, the tool belt skills are incredibly useful. Oh, how far does it go? Uh, it goes F1 through F4. To on the engineer. Oh, okay. F3 is yeah. for the guardian. Yeah, so. and and you get a few which are easy mode, like warriors and necros, which only have F1. Yeah, Elementals has, has the F4, too, yeah. and that's what I plan on playing. I definitely need to rebind those. Yeah, you. I, I rebound a lot of a lot of buttons, actually, I, I believe. Although the nice thing was, a lot of people rebind the uh, 6 through 0, and those are, with the Merc board, they're right there at my fingers, so I didn't have to rebind the, the skills. Which was those are actually on my mouse. I have a Razor Naga. Oh, that works. Highly oh. recommend one of those for Guild Wars 2, because your thumb can activate your entire skill bar. So and, sweet. And you no longer have to smash your nose against the keyboard at that point. You just sort of, you, you thumb roll. It's right, but phrase. I like a nose here first. So sometimes, you know, if you're getting really bored, you just stick your hand on the bottom of the Naga, and then you stick it up to your face and just run your nose across the Naga keys on the side. You there you go. You your mouse and you're good. It's like micro face roll. There's yeah. less to roll your face upon. Yeah. See? So you're even better at it. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess all that I've really been doing, like I said, I've been playing Guild Wars heavily to help people. Yeah. Uh, I have Champions Online. I'm willing to play that. Uh, but the, like you say, that's the big thing with Guild Wars 2. When we logged in and there were actually people, I mean, I'm playing with uh, Hunter from Hunter's Inside. I'm yeah. playing with Spirit. I'm playing with you. I'm playing with my wife, my sister-in-law. Uh, my friend from work, all these people. I'm like, this is so cool. This is what MMOs are like. I forgot. Yeah. So I'm trying to get everybody sold. And I'm telling you guys, if you're in the guild for Relics of War, I know it's been dead there, but that's because it was like a reservation system, more or less, in Guild Wars 2. Hang out, man. Don't, it's not going to be like that. We're all going to be there and we're going to be having fun because yeah. if it's not that way, I'm not going to play. Yeah. It's, that's what makes these games fun. It's true. It definitely so yeah, I mean, if people are out, out there right now are playing Champions Online, you know, I'd go do that with them or whatever, but for the most part, it's just kind of time to catch up, either on Guild Wars or just stuff that's non-gaming. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is a big, this is an epidemic going on right now, and, uh, like I mentioned in the subreddit, people are complaining about it, there's nothing to do. One guy did this video, <laughs> he's saying uh, Skyrim is not Guild Wars 2, and he's trying to pretend that Skyrim <laughs> is Guild Wars 2, so like, this is a dynamic event, right, and this lady's trying to poison these kids, and he's like... Putting these people in suplexes and crap. They're totally innocent people. And he's like, this sucks. Don't go tell the authorities. <laughs> oh, it was one of the funniest videos I've seen in a while. I, I actually saw that. I think, uh, uh, what was it? Tales of Tyria, I think, linked that. Or, or someone linked that. Not Maybe Game Breaker? I don't know. I remember seeing that. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, that guy was hilarious. Yeah. It's, I've actually not had that bad of a time going to, going to other games. But it will be nice when I finally get to actually play it especially with my friends from from the Malasari High Guard from Guild Wars 1 our tiny little three person four person guild looking forward mm -hmm. to getting them into Relics of War going and yeah. venturing across the lands of Tyria you know speaking of like friends and stuff I was thinking about how the dynamic would work with Pig I didn't know how guilds worked before I started the beta yeah I was so glad to see that a person could have more than one guild yes what it's it's better than an alliance because rather than one guild having friends that people can talk to you can have multiple guilds, so your options are yeah. so wide open. The problem with the, well, problem. The one thing with the multiple guilds is you can only represent one guild at a time, and when you're yeah. representing that guild, you don't see your other guild's chats, as far as I could see. So you can't be, chat with all of your different guilds. It would be cool if there was like a, a tabbing system on the chat. There is, bar. actually. So you can for, set I mean, up for custom. guild to guild. Oh, yeah. You can set up a custom channel, though. Mm -hmm. So you can so what you could do is tack oh. on the name of the custom channel in your guild uh, in your uh, guild news, your guild notes, and people can log on can connect to that channel. And a, I don't think it's password protect. I don't think they have a password system like you have in the more advanced WoW chats. Yeah. But they 
but that is one thing that they added with the multiple guilds to allow alliances to actually communicate, which I think will be very useful in world versus world for the people who are going to be playing that. What I would ask for out of that then is simply um, make it so that the guild leader can set it up so that guild chat feeds into a all chat or a, a chat channel and then put yeah. password protected so that not everybody can yeah, see it. That would be nice. But if, if they did that, then all these people could just have like, they, they could control it kind of like an RSS feed in a way. Maybe I'm asking for a bit much, but yeah, pull that off <laughs> and that would be, that would be something to talk about. That would be. So hope, we'll see what they do with their, with their chat system, but it's fairly robust as it is now. Yes, it is. It's, it's very nice. You see some people complaining that there's not an all chat. But I think right now it's actually for the better. Yeah. That there isn't one. Yeah. I, I I never felt like you couldn't communicate. Although it was kind of weird that your area chat was an area as opposed to a zone chat. That, yeah. That was different. But all MMOs have that with the yell and the say. Yeah. It's just this one was like a huge almost zone, but it's still radius around you yeah. type of thing. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to get used to at first because it's a little different. But once you're used to it, you like it. Yeah. Yeah. It works out pretty well. So, uh, yeah, well, I guess we're pushing the show pretty far along time-wise. I'm not even looking at the bar. I just know it's been a while. It's an so, hour, uh, I guess. Woo! Yeah, that's pretty standard. So the future of Relics of War, just to break it down for you guys. Uh, when a time frame and a good recording crew comes together, or a topic to talk about, we'll talk about a show and we'll make one. We'll make a show if, if we feel like it, pretty much. It's that simple. Uh, after Guild Wars 2's release, Relics of War is going to switch focus to the guild. So the website's going to be really focused around what Guild's doing, Guild events, and the blog, so it becomes kind of a Guild Wars 2 community reference as well in writing. So prepare for the website to be uh, more of a focus, but there will still be a podcast. We're going to try and still get this out the door. People have been asking, like, how come I haven't heard this person or that person? Uh, it, it all comes down to who was available when we went to record and what we were going to talk about, so what was relevant and stuff. Um, there, you know, There's nothing real funky going on here. So, and besides, look at what Relics of War's community has been. We've had now 15 people on the show altogether. Yeah, you've had Jeez. quite a few. Huge roster. So, anybody that's in the Relics of War community in some way or another could have, you know, could find a place where they're going to be useful on the podcast. Well, that's how you get on. Yeah, you so, had me on. So, if you've got me on, you're going to have anybody on. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And also, people uh, write in, whether it's on Facebook or something, and tell us. How uh how you want Shongaku to take over the show instead of me? Yeah, you you don't want that to happen. Yeah, Yeah, it's a it's a weird name. It's It's does it mean something in Mandarin or something? No, it's a made up language because I am that much of a nerd. In high school, I made up a language, named a bunch of characters, but it is based on Eastern uh, phonetic alphabets. So okay. Yeah, I uh, I made up a, an alphabet of my own see? when I was in middle school. Yeah, so. see, people do that. It's a thing. It's not too weird. <laughs> so I also oh, go pronounced stuff backwards in my head a lot. Really? That was a very weird habit I had. I didn't spell it backwards in my head and then read it. Like, take my name, for example. Yeah. Ryan. Most people would say N-A-Y-R, so Nair. It's like a hair removal product. But no, to pronounce it backwards, it's Nayar. Think about that. And if anyone wants to test that and see if I'm right, you can go ahead and chop this audio up and play it backwards in like Audacity or something. Tell me that Niar didn't do it better than Nair. Go ahead. Not going to do I'm that. just showing <laughs> the expertise that I gained doing this. I learned to pronounce in Shungi. I, I'm not sure if I would recommend anyone to try and do Shongaku backwards, but uh, go for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just taking a guess there, but we'll give that a shot. I might be rusty. Uh... I'm actually going to have to do that. Maybe after the end of this episode, I'll chop that out, play it backwards, and we'll see how close it was. That, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, whatever, dude. I don't know. That's a, that's a dumb thing to do with your head. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to judge your hobbies. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the rundown for Relics of War, and I'll play some audio here to show you how to get in touch with us. We didn't do uh, Wheel of Morality, did we? We didn't. I'm, I'm not sure you if I'm prepared how... for that. I know. I'm definitely not. So maybe I'll just tell a stupid joke instead. Okay. Okay, so this one was told by an interviewer to uh, the uh, Dalai Lama. Buddha walks into a bar... Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> Buddha walks into a bar. Buddha walks into a pizza parlor and says, Make me one with everything. <laughs> I think I've heard that before, but that's still that's still actually kind of funny. <laughs> I can think of a few others, but they're, they're kind of off of Reddit, and they were not. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell them here. Oh... Uh... Oh, I know. Okay. Argon walks into a bar. 
Bartender says, we don't serve noble gases here. Argon has no reaction. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. Good chemistry joke. Okay. Uh, neutrino walks into a bar. And he says, we don't serve neutrinos here. Or subatomic particles here. He says, it's okay, just pass it through. <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to stop laughing now because you're just going to keep torturing the poor audience, exactly. aren't you? <laughs> yes, I am. Consider yourself plus one to pro because you've just finished another episode of the Relics of Ore podcast, a product of Cyan Studios. Swing by the website at relicsoforr.com to find our Facebook page, Twitter feed, Steam community, and our forum. Or send us your email or pre-recorded feedback at relicsofore at gmail.com or call us at the U.S. phone number 708-202-9262. How do I get involved? You can join the forum or apply for a future reservation in the Guild Wars 2 Relics of War Guild. Also, you can visit our sponsors at doghousesystems.com to show your support. Just enter the coupon code RELICS after you buy a product, and you'll get $25 of credit towards Jinx merchandise. Alternatively, you can head to the main page and find a link to our merchandise line on Zazzle.com, or just use our PayPal donate button. Be sure to subscribe to our show with whatever podcatcher you use, and if it's iTunes, leave us a professional review that we deserve. We'll read it on the show.
Shabbat